Beautiful. All right. Well, let's rock and roll then. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Usually on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel, but I can't find him at the moment. But if he comes in the middle of the interview, I guarantee you we'll make sure that he says hello. Uh, today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have a Dead Lord, and they have a new album called... <laughs> <laughs> we like, recently been reading a lot of Nietzsche quotes about God being dead, so it's a dead lord, and I was just like, oh, this is cool. Uh, yeah, that guy must have read a lot of books. <laughs> you must have read a lot of books, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mr. Krim is up on his uh, philosophy. So, boom, dead lord, they got to do I'm called Surrender, Surrender to the Dead Lord. This is starting to get dark. Uh, yeah. Released on September 4th via Century Media. Right now I'm being joined by Mr. Krim. Uh, Here I am. Uh, yeah, I, I well, I I destroyed your reveal, like your presentation. But it's go okay. ahead. It happens. Yeah. Uh, especially with Swedish people, you guys are so happy to chat. It's fantastic. Um, but anyway, we're here to share some more information about uh, what the band's got going on, what they've been up to, especially during this tumultuous time. Very interesting time. <laughs> so I guess you know we'll go ahead and lead in with that one. But first, I'll, I'll formally welcome you to the show. So welcome. Uh, Hakim to the show. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Great to have you on. Now, going back to that tumultuous time thing, I mean, you guys are, are rocking it pretty good from what I can tell in the news anyway, uh, as far as I understand. But how has this situation been for you guys? Did it delay the release of the album or are things kind of somewhat moving as per normal minus you know the obvious lack of shows and, and tours and stuff well it kind of helped us in a way because we uh, well us being optimists we thought we could record the album in february having it sent to the germans uh the record label that is uh, and having it being done for a, like a late spring release so we were kind of losing our hair and just like being super stressed out. But then this thing happened and we're like, oh, well, how about the fall release then? Uh, so it kind of helped us in like being able to like do it a bit more less stressful. Uh, and I was fairly certain that we wouldn't be able to go out touring even after, you know, I, I, I as soon as Corona struck, I was like, it's going to take two years, like the Spanish flu, two years minimum. But, you know, it's been nice to just be able to drink beer and not having to deal with real things and just having it like everyone's life is at pause. So, yeah, it's been nice. Frustrating, mm -hmm. but nice. <laughs> it's a nice kind of frustrating. It's a different kind of stress. It sounds like the stress of recording would have abated you guys significantly more than the stress of a global pandemic. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it, it's a pandemic. It's it sucks. Everything's closed. Nothing really works. You know, yada yada yada. But it isn't Ebola. <laughs> I mean, it isn't that bad. <laughs> the then the next virus, I'm sure, will be way way worse. Imagine if HIV was airborne. It's like that would be some seriously freaky stuff. But this is like, okay, well, some people die. Some people hardly notice it. I mean, it's kind of all right, isn't it? I, I don't know. I just imagine somebody listening in right now whose grandmother just died from coronavirus, and they're they're emotionally distraught. Uh, but 
you know, as they say, evil always wins, and you gotta. Yeah. Well, actually, Adam had the bug. Uh, our drummer. He 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 was like, oh, I, I got the old Rona. Uh, but he's, you know, he's young and healthy and optimistic, so he was fine after a few weeks. But it's, yeah, it's spooky and um, would have been nicer if everything was just like it was before. But now it's, it is what it is. It is. Yeah, well, it's good to hear that he is recovered and, you know, he's seen the dark end of the rainbow and he knows. <laughs> he's he's had the letter from Allen Street, so he's he's good. He could be the authority, you know, on... <laughs> I think, I think I think you went through pretty much all the the titles now. Almost, almost. almost. The only one I didn't do is the one in Swedish, and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to try that one. No, that's for the better, I guess. It it probably is. Actually, it's just a letter from Allen Street uh, with Swedish lyrics. So actually, that's kind of cool. Bonus track. How come only one track on the album uh, in Swedish instead of maybe like an entire you know. Uh, second record where the entire thing is in Swedish, kind of like what Opeth did. You want the honest answer or like the the designed answer? Uh, you can give me the a record company answer, and then you can give me your answer. <laughs> no one really likes us here in Sweden. <laughs> I mean, we we started out with a German label. We've been touring Germany a lot and mainland Europe, and like. It's so weird being a Swedish band singing songs in English and touring for a Swedish audience because then you go like, here's my best attempt at English. And then in between the songs, you're like, hey, 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 more like Swedish, Swedish. It's just, it's awkward. <laughs> uh, so I'm just happy that we haven't had to do that too much. I love playing in Sweden. I, I think it's, you know, it's convenient uh, but it's like we don't have the same sort of rock scene and it's just like like in germany we could tour for say just like a short two weeks tour and it's just like it pays and it's great and people show up because people like rock in sweden you have to tour on fridays and saturdays so if you want to do the same amount of touring you have to do like months of touring because people don't do anything in the weekdays because they're boring swedes uh, yeah, this is, uh, everything that I think of when I think of Sweden, aside from six foot tall blonde uh, people <laughs> in bikinis everywhere having little portable barbecues lighting the trees on fire, uh, you know, and and meatballs is is just boring. Just just actually, true story. Uh, Soilworks' latest album, I had Bjorn on, and I was chatting with him. I'm like, what is this album about? And he said, this is going to sound really bad, but it's just about like Swedish suburbia. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Like you're that you're that angry about living in the burbs? Like, come on! Uh, but I guess it's a thing, you know. Yeah, well, you know? there's this thing like with Swedish suburbia, like pretty much in all of the world now. It's the, you know racism is creeping in, and that sort of narrow-mindedness is really, really showing. Uh, I'm sure that's what he touched on with the, with the song there. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, now, I guess going back to the album Surrender, tell us about this because the the three tracks that have been released, uh, you know, including Eating a Sandwich in the Woods, are just a bunch of incredibly melodic bangers. Um, that's kind of my note on it is I love the, you know, the dueling guitars. I love the vocals. Everything about it is just, you know, it's a banger of a track. I want to bang my head to it. And it's also melodic, so I kind of get lost in it a little bit, especially... Uh, evil always wins. I find it a little bit heavier uh, as well. Of course, it's called evil. It's got to be heavy. Yeah, 
Um, thank you, thank you, Ronnie James Theo. That's right. Um, but I guess you know, take us through this record if we want to go maybe track by track on on at least the the singles that were released. Is like you know, okay, out of the entire record, how come these tracks? How come Distance Over Time, Evil Always Wins, and then the latest one that just got released the other day was Messing Up, uh, where somebody's really blown a fuse in the lyric video. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, Thing is, like, we have sort of heavier songs on the album. A lot of them are pretty, you know, hard rock, heavy metal, that sort of territory. Uh, but the the singles, uh, you know, you need the singles to be a bit more poppy or, you know, like uh, radio friendly or, you know, snappy. Uh, so the first one was uh, Distance Over Time. Uh, and it's uh, about uh, amphetamines. It's about speed. And I thought, like, way, whoa, that's such a boring thing. Writing a song about drugs, if you're a rock band, it's been done so many times. But I'm into physics, and I thought, maybe we could make it a bit smarter than just singing about speed. How about the equation of speed, distance over time? That way, maybe my dad won't really get it right away. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even get it. No, I mean... Come on, it's pretty, it's pretty nifty, right? It, it, it's inventive. I mean, going back to the whole boring sweet thing, you were like, man, how could we make this, you know, a college thesis? Well, let's do it, baby. Yeah, and also that's you know, I uh, in America, especially in the USA, it's like uh, uh, censorship is a thing. Like if you sing "fuck," well, you can't play that song on the radio, which is to me like it's so. Pointless because the real dangerous ideas, like convincing someone to kill someone in a song, that could be done without using fuck or whatever curse word. So it's just like, I mean, all right. So, in the same sense of, of like trying to, you know, convey your ideas without being plumb or being stupid, you could write a song about drugs and like your experience with them. It's not like I'm not glorifying drugs. I mean, I like my speed every now and then but writing a song that is distance over time instead of speed is kind of you know it's kind of playful and it just avoids that sort of uh, like the people who listen to it that aren't into it or actually you know listen to the full lyrics just here they see what the title is they won't really get it if if the song would have been called speed People would have maybe raised an eyebrow, so that way you can kind of, you can, you can find your way into just letting all the kids know that that's a thing, and you should maybe <laughs> watch out, but it's okay. Hmm. Well, I guess my question then is, what? I guess at the basic level, what was the point of writing a song about speed? But I mean, I guess maybe a less. Um, on a on a nicer question level, what were you looking to, I don't know, express with regard to to speed in the song? Uh, so, thing is, like, I I'm really happy that I didn't start doing drugs when I was younger. Than I think I was maybe thirty when I you know got myself into trying drugs. Uh, apart from alcohol, alcohol is probably the worst drug, and I started doing that really early. But you know, people have this sort of idea that there's alcohol and there's drugs, and they're like two different things. So there's one thing, and then there's all these other things that's just combined to one thing, and that's dangerous because uh, I grew up with all of my 
as, like my parents and all, all the people with authority, they were telling me like, watch out for this and this, like watch out for drugs. So they they like they crammed all the the drugs into one sort of thing. And then when you actually try it and when you look at the world and you see like, oh, this is the same thing that's being prescribed to this person. Okay, this is that. And that's a completely different thing. You have to like, you kind of understand that it's it's not it's not like that. Drugs aren't the, the enemy. It's people being irresponsible with their use of drugs that is the enemy. And that song is is really about a friend of mine who I, I mentioned her in the song, Krista. Uh, we were standing in the bar and I asked a friend like, hey, do you know anyone who has some speed? Would be nice because uh, I'm feeling a bit you know, tired. And she was like, I really thought you were smart in that. And she's standing with a glass of wine in her hand, super drunk. And she's cursing at me for for being like asking for speed. And I'm not one of those people who drink too much and like, you know, uh, puke all over the place or take too much drugs and don't know how to behave. I just like, I try to do it moderately. It's been working out fairly all right. When she was like, she had this sort of like demonization of the thing just because of the sole fact that it was illegal. And that made me really, you know, there's no way for me in that, in, like to, to tell her how how I feel about it because she has her her way of just like knowing that it's the devil. And that that's basically what the song is about. And I'm, I'm saying like, I wouldn't consider it a serious crime. It's just distance over time. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not healthy. It's terrible. It's 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 not wise. But I mean, you have to balance things in life. And to me, it's it's uh, enjoyable and it's fun. But my girlfriend doesn't really like me doing speed if we're going to have sex because it doesn't really work out then. Like <laughs> it goes a little faster, eh? No, it doesn't get hard. Oh, geez, Louise, speed dick. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm not doing it uh, that much nowadays, but um, yeah. you know, there it's you a thing. You know, to be, you know, it's worse to to just demonize things and spread lies about them than to actually, you know, understand what they are. I wouldn't drink uh, five cups of coffee by was trying to sleep it's the same thing like if you're gonna try to make your life work out and be responsible and do things and get shit done don't smoke weed don't don't turn into this lazy sort of you know i had a weed smoking uh period in my life and i got nothing done for half a year and then i just one day i was like no this is not fun I i'm not gonna do this it makes me lazy and uh, if you can have that sort of uh reflection on it and understand where you're heading, that's fine. But I think um, all drugs should be decriminalized because I don't think the state should tell you what your state of mind should be like. Yeah. So that's the first thought. Well, that is something that we're doing in Canada, actually. We're having that conversation. Yeah, Which is great. Yeah, because we already decriminalized marijuana. And mushrooms is next, right? I believe so. I haven't seen the schedule, but I know that we're having this big conversation about uh, that the criminalization of drugs is not helping. Um, I mean, it's illegal, like the war on drugs in the U.S. It's illegal and it's been for ages. Does it work? No. Drugs is winning the war on drugs. So 
the only thing that happens from making it like from putting people in jail is that you destroy people's lives. People will do drugs anyways. Just let them have that sort of thing. In Portugal, they tried it and it really helped their country to just decriminalize it. And of course, like people who hear me talking about these things like this, they'll be like, oh, he's just a drug addict. But it's not, that's not what it's about. Like, don't view them as criminals, view them as people who needed something in life at the time and just let them have it. Well, that sounds very deep and philosophical. <laughs> Starting Some, off easy. <laughs> somebody may have touched a little bit of enlightenment. Uh, you sound a little more conscious than than some people. Now, uh, speaking of which, speaking of surrendering, surrendering into the light, is this kind of a concept that maybe permeates throughout the record? Kind of like taking a stance on, hey, don't judge people because you don't have their perspective, or is this like a one-time thing with just distance over time? Um. Uh, a lot of the songs on the album, they're like, uh, I like, uh, you know, issues that I can't really do anything about. That's what inspires me to write songs. So um, authority is me. You know, I've always had a tough time with people who don't question things. And a lot of people seem to never question authority because they it's authority, it's the law, it's that's a border, yeah, it's real. You have to just it's because it's the law, you have to like accept it. And that's really dangerous in my mind because um, we all decide as a um, community or a country or whatever uh, on what laws are to be passed. And as soon as you just accept them for what they are, uh, that's when you become a sort of uh, um, part of the problem instead of actually, because laws are, they're, they're like a dynamic thing. They change with the different governments and whatever. So, you know, with authority, that song, I try to write that thing instead of preaching, which is kind of a boring way of writing songs. Um, some bands do it really great. Um, like uh, Rage Against the Machine, they preach really good. But I, I think it's more fun to write the song from the viewpoint of the oppressor or like the, the villain, uh, because that leaves more for the listener to like think about and to engage in, like and put their own sort of spin into. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, well, something I've always said, Hakim, is just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. No, we tried that in the 40s in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> you did? What happened? I don't know. I think, I don't know, this guy with a mustache. Between like 1938 and 1944, 45? Yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, weird. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It couldn't have happened. People said to themselves, it's 1938 in Germany. It can't happen. No. Uh, same thing happening down with our neighbor. Uh, yep. So <laughs> it's 2020. How could it happen? I don't know. Yeah, fa fascism. It's pretty full-on fascism right now. Yeah. Uh, groovy. Now, aside from going like you know uh, into each individual track, if you would even want to do such a thing, I, I I don't know how really interesting that is, but um, that pretty much concludes my questions. Was there anything else you know that's that we we should be chatting about? I've got um, the three singles. They're bangers. You guys are doing something really cool. We had a really good chat over uh, if you were to measure the vomit of somebody drinking too much with the distance over time, you would get the 
the speed of the vomit before it hits the ground and you could uh, get the trajectory. And there's a difference between prediction and prophecy. Big difference. So, you know, one is math and the other is... Yeah. Yep. I don't know. You're philosophical. Uh, right very now. philosophical, baby. Yeah, it was great. Um, cool. So that concludes my questions, Hakim. Is there anything else that uh, you wanted to chat about? No, I just like if there's people listening, I just wanted like to tell them to like maybe be nice to one each other, and, you know, be, be nice and have fun and drink beer and maybe don't drink beer, do whatever you want, listen to music, have fun, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, just to compensate for my sort of you know super political sort of yeah, just want to make sure everyone understands that I'm a nice guy. You seem like a nice guy to me. Oh. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead and hit stop.